going on, everybody? It's your boy, Rockman 3K3, one half of the Nerd Play. And you already know what it is. It's another exciting, wonderful episode of the Nerd Play, the Nerd Play. Ah! I said it so many times. It's got to be true. Uh, unfortunately, uh, my boy Chris, a.k.a. Cull, a.k.a. Loxane, a.k.a. Leroy Ketchum, could not be here today, but that's okay. He will be back. He's just out being a great father, like usual, taking care of the new son, along with his wonderful family. Um, shouts out to him and his wife, Miss Ketchum. They do a great job with their kids. They love them so much, and they're just going to be so awesome. I just know it. Uh, so, brother, if you're watching this, I appreciate you. You know, I'm holding it down for you until you come back. Um, but we do have some other special guests here today that I want you to welcome. Uh, I will welcome in the Anime Triad now. Uh, the Anime Triad is a great podcast uh, that talks about anime. They go very in-depth, very NPR-ish about anime. Uh, but they like to be secretive, and so they like to keep their identity hidden. So you will not see them, but you will hear them. Uh, and I just wanted to say again, thank you to Big Mike for inviting me on. It's really great. And you'll see uh, the we did a collaboration of uh, Jason David Frank's uh, uh, kind of tribute to him. So you'll see that later on in the show. Uh, but right now we're going to get into some game news, getting some game stuff. Um, before I jump into that, you know, I hope everyone's having a great day. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I know we haven't seen each other like face to face like this in a while. Uh, I've been doing a lot of interviews, so that was kind of cool. I really appreciate everyone just getting on and supporting the interview series. And thank you to everyone that was on, you know, uh, Yuki Christie, Rain Coleman of Carefree Black Nerd, Cole Jackson, uh, Henry Clifford Brown, you know, thank you so much, bro. Uh, the pretentious nerds, just thank you, thank you, thank you for being on the show and giving us great interviews, great debates, and we we appreciate you guys. And we just we want to keep guests coming, you know what I'm saying? Um, everybody just came in, they felt like home, they made it great, they uh, they were the great substitutes for Leroy. I mean, nothing, nope, train. As I was saying, no one can ever replace uh, Leroy Ketchum, a.k.a. a.k.a. Lot Saiyan. But, you know, it's just great to have some people to talk to while he was away. And uh, it's just really, really awesome. So I really enjoyed that series. It's probably going to happen again because, uh, you know, I love having people on, talking about different things, talking about their passion, whether it be inside the nerd culture, whether it's a different sector of the nerd culture. I really enjoyed the series. So thank you again to everyone that came out. Really appreciate you guys. All right, so we're going to get into some things today. I'm going to start off with my first topic of the day. Uh, so now, guys, DC movies will be a shared universe, according to Mr. James Gunn. Now, if you hadn't heard about that, uh, DC, uh, after being acquired by, uh, what's the Discovery uh, Company? Uh, just basically, they're just known as Discovery right now. But basically, after being acquired by them, WB has been doing a lot of rearranging. Um, and one of the big things they've been talking about rearranging and doing is, of course, like coming in and trying to do a Marvel phase, kind of like what Marvel did, plan their own 10-year phase to 20-year phase, which is going to be very interesting to see how that works out. Um, but in the midst of this and in spite of doing so, they wanted to grab someone that had kind of uh, experience using a shared universe. And of course, who else but James Gunn? They've used him for a lot of their movies as well. And uh, he was open to the idea. So James Gunn, uh, along with the co-chair that will be along with him, which his name, he's a little less known. 
Um, but his name is, and I'm looking it up now. Uh, that would be, uh, shoot. I had his name before. Couldn't remember it. I'm trying to look it up now. Ah, well then. Oh, I'm sorry. Peter, uh, Saffron. So him and Peter Saffron, uh, are now CEO of the DCEU. Um, and they're basically just in charge of making it work. Um, according to a lot of speculation, especially if you ask The Rock, The Rock is hoping that Black Adam is the first movie in one of the first phases of this DCEU, uh, which we don't know if that's going to happen. Now, when Mr. Peter, I'm sorry, Mr. Uh, James Gunn did the interview with Eurogamer, uh, when asked, you know, how deep will the shared universe go? Uh, it was discussed that shared universe will include the movies and the animated TV uh, films, uh, as well as hopefully the the TV shows and po- like definitely the games. Uh, James Gunn said yes to all, so they're trying to make everything connected, which again is going to be a very deep challenge. Um, but I think if anybody could do it, James Gunn could do it. Um, granted, you know he's been in trouble for the controversial t- tweets he had a long, long time ago, um, but. You know, now that's kind of subsided, which, again, that was very disturbing tweets. But now that that's kind of he's worked his way away from that and just been better as a person. Um, you know, he's been working a lot with DC. Uh, the second Suicide movie was was OK. Um, still better than Batman vs Superman or the that trash Justice League movie, even with the Snyder Cut. Sorry, it's just not great. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be interesting to see what's going on there. I know a lot of people, a lot of fans are saying, like, oh, you know, revive the Snyderverse. And listen, no, no one wants that. I'm sorry, it's too dark and it just makes no sense. Plus, honestly and truly, as bad as the Justice League movies were, uh, or the Justice League movie was, and just the Batman vs. Superman movies, you just yeah, just restart everything. I might as well. Um and, of course, we all know about the surprise that happens at the end of Black Adam. So I won't ruin that for you if you hadn't seen the movie. Um, but, yeah, um, very, very awesome, very crazy uh, off-the-wall stuff uh, in that movie. Haven't seen it yet, but I've heard some things about it. Probably going to wait and see that uh, when it comes to streaming. But, uh, you know, I still love The Rock. He's still awesome. He can do no wrong in my eyes because he's just such a cool dude. Um, but, yeah. So that's going to be great. Look out for that. Kudos to James Gunn for taking on such a big responsibility. And I really, really hope, man, you could you could do some work with it. Because I'd love to see The Darkest Night. I would love to see Infinite Crisis done correctly. Flashpoint Paradox. Just all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, maybe, you know, first order of business is, is to please pick another Flash. Please. I'm begging you. Please. Please. <laughs> anyway, so there's that. That was like the first topic on the board. Uh, the next topic. Now, this is interesting. So for all those Starship Trooper enthusiasts out there, Starship Troopers Extermination has been announced for the PC. Now, this is crazy because this is a 12-player PvE game where you and basically 11 of your buddies are going to go in and just take on like a whole bunch of bugs uh, basically squad style, which is really, really cool. Now, that is probably one of the biggest squads up to date. The only squad 
close to being that big uh was battlefield and even then i don't think you did the the 12v12 unless you're on pc um probably even a little bit more but yeah i think battlefield was the only closest thing if they didn't have the same it was a little bit higher maybe but that's still an achievement to have uh 12 people on one team it's gonna be interesting to see how they do this now of course it is on pc so far and they haven't made any uh claims to jump onto the console which i'm sure they will because of course uh, a lot of things usually jump on consoles nowadays but just the fact that it's 12 uh pve is gonna be amazing uh if you remember starship troopers of course the the main enemy were you bugs and they make a of course feature or make make their round back in you got all types of new like hardcore bug types that you gotta take out uh so it's gonna be very interesting to see how they play that and how those mechanics play out. There will be customizable gear, as well as perks and skill levels you can get as you progress through the story or progress through the campaign or perhaps like progress through just playing online. So it's going to be really interesting. Um, of all things that I would love to see is open, you know, open season on as like the bugs from Starship Troopers. That's going to be great. As well as just being able to play on that big battlefield level with your friends. So that's really cool. Um, so if this is done correctly, it'll be great. But, of course, if it's not done correctly, then it will join the ranks of the other movie tie-in games that were squad shooters, such as Alien Fireteam, which wasn't so bad, just wasn't great either. And the same thing with Predator. Um, it wasn't terrible. It's just you can't really play Predator, and I forgot the name, the sub subname of it. You can't really play it without friends. If you play it by yourself, it's so boring. And you just won't have any fun with it. Uh, especially since the fact that like someone needs to be the predator to give you that kind of... But anyway, I digress. Uh, just go check it out if you don't believe me. I, I believe both are now free on Game Pass. Or they're on the Game Pass. And then they should not be over 19 If you're... Do, please do not pay over 19 for uh, Aliens Fire Team or uh, Predator. It's, it's not worth it. Uh, again. Um... But again, this will be interesting. I can't wait to see how the 12 PVE is going to react, what kind of enemies you're going to bring in, what kind of guns you're going to have. It's just going to be really, really cool. Hopefully, they have a lot of shots out to the movie and kind of a lot of throwbacks to the, what, I think there were three, four movies? Well, I'm not sure. But hopefully, they'll have a lot of uh, kind of like callbacks to those because I think the moviegoers deserve that and the movie fans deserve that because there's so many fans of Starship Troopers and they've been waiting on the game for forever like forever so this would be really cool uh check that out supposed to come in 2023 there's no firm release date yet it was just announced today so that's really awesome cannot wait for that i'm thoroughly excited i definitely want to play that i just hope it's good fingers crossed on that one fingers crossed so that's uh one of mine uh that's the second one down the third one okay so I know everyone's asking, you know, Rockman, like, how come you guys haven't said anything about God of War Ragnarok or Pokemon Scarlet and Violet? Well, let me tell you, we are playing them both. Uh, trust me, they're both phenomenal games in their own right. Uh, so God of War Ragnarok is pretty much gearing up to be a lot of people's game of the year, of course. Uh, me and Chris have talked about that. Uh, he's still He's been playing a little bit. I don't know if he's finished it yet. Um, I haven't got a chance to play it just because I want to play the first one first, finish it completely, 
and then play the second one because I, I just I didn't get a chance to play the first one a while back because I had so many other games to play. Um, so I'm kind of going back and playing through that eventually when I get some time. Um, so I, I already know that's amazing, and everybody keeps talking about it. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is really, really good. Now, I will say this as a disclaimer real quick. They are having a lot of problems with the online raids as well as having problems with the game, period. They got bugs coming out to fix it. Um, but despite that, that's the only thing that kind of keeps it down right now in terms of, like, whether the game is awesome or not. It is still a great game, though, and me playing it personally, um, I'm only, like, a couple hours in, but I can honestly say this is probably the best Pokemon they put out so far because they have taken so many great things from all the Pokemon games and kind of put them into this. Uh, like, for example, Nintendo's learned, okay, we wanted more uh, customization. So now you have more customization in terms of hairstyle, how you customize the character. It's still not like a lot, a lot, but it's way more than what they've had before, which I'm very impressed on, very proud of them for that. Uh, also, too, the whole game is now four-player co-op. They were not lying when they said that. You and your buddies can literally have your own Pokemon adventure from beginning to end. Uh, as soon as you get to the, the Pokemon station, there's a little link station you can go to, and then, boom, somebody jumps in your game, or, boom, you can jump in someone else's game. Um, but the other cool thing about it is that the open world feel to it is beautiful. They took a lot of cues on this one from Pokemon Arceus. I mean, a lot, guys. You have the angry Pokemon zone, just like Pokemon Arceus. You have a lot of side quests you can do right off the bat like they're not even like trying to get you to go on like the little badge thing or hold your hand and make you go through that trail no there's a, a just a shit ton of things you can do nowadays in the pokemon scarlet and violet i thought that was really cool the story is a little bit more get up and go it's not just okay cool let's go through the motions let's do it no it's 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 got more of a flair to it this time and it feels a little bit more personal because you're not just going through the motions like you you actually have things you're invested in um so i was really happy to play that i gotta play more of it i haven't had a chance to play a lot of it um like i said i'm probably maybe six or seven hours deep but i loved it it's very funny because when i got the game it was very close to my birthday and so the next day that i played it yeah the next day i played it because i got it on the 18th and then the next day that i played more of it on the 19th they still do the birthday thing to where, like, if you're sitting there, it's like, oh, happy birthday, and little cake and things come to. It's really cool. Like, they don't they don't give you anything, but, like, they make you feel like, oh, man, your birthday is important. So shout out to Nintendo for that little small part because I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, Pokemon are back in this one, and it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I will say, oh, my God, didn't realize there's that many Pokemon. It is ridiculous. Uh, so that's kind of like, uh, good luck trying to collect them all. Now, the other downside, too, is that Pokemon Home is not available for Scarlet and Violet yet. So you won't be able to take your stuff over from the Pokemon Home Bank and put in Scarlet and Violet just yet. Um, give them some time. They're probably trying to wait a few months. And and I and again, I, I get it. It's, it is kind of troublesome. Something they probably should have put in in the beginning. But, you know, they've had a few things go wrong, and I think they're trying to wait make sure they iron out the kinks. Uh, but just really great. You got customization. You got clothes you can buy. Just all kinds of great stuff. 
just like you could in the other ones, but they just improved it. Um, so kudos to them for all the improvements. I love it. Um, now it's just like Pokemon Arceus, though. Like, you can do stuff on the field. Like, so in Pokemon Arceus, the Pokemon can attack you. Now, they don't do that in this one because it is the new traditional Pokemon game. This is, you know, they're more like, oh, okay, cool. We're going to do this the official way. But you can still have your Pokemon out and about. And now you can make them do auto battles by themselves. So where, like, if your Pokemon, like, for example, your starter Pokemon. We all know your starter Pokemon, if you use it enough, they just become OP. Well, if they're so powerful now, instead of, like, wasting your time just trying to dodge or get away from certain Pokemon that might come at you, and you don't want to go through the pomp and circumstances, of, okay, we got to go through a whole fight just to get, like, 5 XP. Well, now you can just sick your walking Pokemon, whatever wherever that might be, whether it's your starter or another Pokemon, and they just take out, they automatically take out all the Pokemon that's on the area for you that's lower level than them. Really tight. And on the flip side of that, if the Pokemon that's on the same map as you is not lower level than them, they do lose and they come running back to you. So it's really cool. Um, just small, really great, innovative features that just... Uh, I, You know, despite all its bugs, because it does have a lot of bugs, not going to lie to you there, this is probably still the best Pokemon they've come out with because it has so many great features to it and they do so many things right in it. It's ridiculous. Now, granted, the bugs are still a big issue and I know, like, I personally haven't encounter any yet the only bug i probably encountered was i wanted to register my software so i can get my little nintendo points but they wouldn't do it first day so it took like a day or two for that to go through that's the only error i've encountered but as far as like the pokemon looking weird or doing anything like that i haven't seen any of that yet the only thing i have seen though is that it is like uh you've had some like reviewers talk about how it's just basically a moving picture or moving slideshow i have seen some of that now if you're wondering what, what i mean by that is basically while your character is running around nintendo only rendered like all the characters and pokemon in the vicinity of you but like everything you see in the background is like this moving picture so it's and i, I get it again back to their uh why they do that and I get their logic behind that because that saves RAM and it saves processing speed. But at the same time, it does look really bad sometimes because you'll just see this choppy bird flying or this Pokemon doing like this and they look like they're 2D. Um so I get it. That's a that's a valid complaint. But it's still despite all its flaws, despite all the bugs, it's still probably the best Pokemon game they put out and it's just great. Um I won't ruin how the legendaries are used. You'll just, you'll have to see for yourself. And they took a new approach to that, which I thought that was cool. Um, that's a very wondrous thing to put in that storyline. So I can't wait to see more of it. Um, but it was really cool. I, I really like where they're going with it. So kudos to them. And then just, you know, and I talked all, I said a lot about uh, Pokemon because I've been playing it. But God of War Ragnarok is also not to be slept on. The presentation is beautiful. There's a lot of action in it, even though a lot of people are saying it's not as much action as the first one. Um, there's puzzles to solve. There's so much story packed into it. It's so much to have to explain about what's going on until, like, yeah, it's it's going to be great. Um, and again, all my friends that are playing are just in love with it. Um, a few have even beaten it already, which is crazy. They must have just been glued to the TV finishing it. But, uh, yeah, it's great. 
uh, kudos to God of War, Ragnarok, and Pokemon. Now, Gorgeous Golden Plate is coming up, and it's no telling who's going to take home that uh, that Game of the Year award. But I, I got to tell you right now, man, Elden Ring and God of War are strong contenders for that Game of the Year. Now, I think uh, Pokemon is still in that category with it. I think um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is definitely in that category with it because it was just so good. It was Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is so good. Xenoblade Chronicles has finally become mainstream now, which is crazy. Um, and then, of course, you got a few others that everybody's talking about. It's going to be Game of the Year. You got some indies that are sneaking in there, which is, like, crazy. And, of course, uh, I think in a few days, like 10 days or so, uh, I think the, the official video game awards are going to be on, which, you know, how that is. It's a popularity contest. But hang out with your boys. We're going to do the Golden Plate. You know how we do it, baby. It's going to be great. Um, so I can't wait to see you guys there. Who knows who all is going to be there? Who knows what we're going to do? It's going to be great. Uh, but yeah, just the way God of War is shaping up, God of War especially, Pokemon, I think it has too many bugs to be game of the year, but I, I can say it's still the best Pokemon they put out, but God of War, just basically just off the fact that the story alone and just the presentation, um, it's definitely gunning like it's going to be game of the year. But, you know, it's a strong contender because Elder Ring... Elder Ring, like, just, it had streamers, everybody coming together. A lot of people who've never played Soul games before jumped in. So that's also a very strong contender. And I'll also see Elder Ring taking it. Because that's that's my vote for this year. Probably going to be Elder Ring. Because Elder Ring was just so good. Just bar none. There was no need for advertisement or anything. It was just so good. It just took, you know, the cake. So um, I, I got to say, man, like, that's it. That's the one. Uh, for me, anyway, if I had to put the votes on, uh, but anyway, we're gonna digress. I, I digress, we're gonna move on to my next point. Now, this next one, I want to share a game that's very near and dear to my heart. And you know, you guys may not know because you know, I'm from the old school, you know what it is, but I, I gotta do it, y'all. Gun Grave Gore is back out, baby. Gun Grave, woo. Now, for those you're wondering, Rockman, what is Gungrave? <sighs> Only the greatest action shooter game that ever came out on PS2. One of the greatest, I'll say that. I know everybody's like, oh, you say that about everything. But no, this one was a lot of fun. Matter of fact, it's crazy. Gungrave was such a good game. They actually made an anime off this. And it, you know, of course, self-titled Gungrave. And they fleshed out the story a little bit. But originally, Gungrave was only about five hours of gameplay. And it was action-packed for that time. You're talking about phenomenal. Now, this is when Sega and Red Entertainment got together and did this game. Very great. Gungrave was created by Yusha, uh, Yushigeru Naito. I think I'm saying that right. I hope I am. I apologize if I'm not. But the same guy who did Trigon also did Gungrave. He did the story and the artwork for it. Really, really awesome. And, of course, here's Gungrave Overdose, which was, like, the game sequel to the anime. It's very weird, uh, but still a very, very awesome um, just tutor force in gaming. So I say all that to talk about – hold on uh, – to talk about Gungrave Gore and why it's so awesome. Now – Gungrave Gore is amazing. I love it. Um, 
And it's amazing because it's a new gun grave in the series. We never thought we'd get another one, but we did. So I'm going to say this. That was me with the rosy glasses on. Now, if you've never played a gun grave before, the graphics are a little dated. So are the controls. And you might be like, uh, why do y'all like this? But it's, it's, it's very tight. Um, so the, the story, of course, is set with Beyond the Grave, a.k.a. Brandon Heat, a.k.a. Gungrave. Um, he is once again set out to take out another evil mafia slash Yakuza operation uh, with him and his boss, and I forgot her name, but she shows up along with a few other heroes that's coming to help, and uh, it's just amazing. Um, like I said, the controls are a little dated because it, it is a little tanky on the controls, but just really great. It's great as me as a fan of uh, Gungrave. It's great to see Brandon Heat, a.k.a. Beyond the Grave, back out doing his Japanese Terminator thing where he's just sitting there shooting with the coffin, swinging with it, all kinds of great stuff. But what made this game so cool is that it basically was like playing a Japanese animation uh, just right there in your house. And not only that, like the story was just so good. Like the story was so good. Again, they made a whole anime series off of just five hours of, of like actual gameplay, of actual game and game footage. It's crazy. Beautiful stuff. Um, if you have not seen the anime, please go watch the anime of Gungrave. And if you have not played the games, I want to say, I know both of these are on PS2. I want to say Gungrave is also on Xbox, I think. Don't quote me on that. I, it may just been PS2 exclusives, but I know Overdose was a, a PS2 exclusive by Red Entertainment and Mastiff uh, because Mastiff kind of flipped the bill after Sega stopped flipping the bill on uh, the original Gungrave. So, guys, so, so awesome. Go play it. I love Gungrave. You will love Gungrave. If you are a fan of Gungrave, you will love Gungrave Core. If you're not a fan and you don't know what it is and you just want something that's action and it kind of shaped like an anime, that's the game for you. Now, you got to be patient with the little data controls because it's, it's basically to just appease us. So once you get the controls down, like it's, it's a lot of fun. But just imagine old school Devil May Cry, but like uh, just gun oriented and just really, really cool. Very great uh, gameplay to me, anyway. But the tank controls are a little meh. Um, but the action is cool. The story is great. I loved it. But again, if you're not a gun grade fan, you may. It's it's hit or miss because one of my buddies did play it and he's just like, yo, Rock Band 3K3. I uninstalled that shit as soon as I played it. And I was like, why? It's so good. And he's like, dude, the controls are tanky as hell. And these graphics are dated, and yeah, like, what's going on? So, I get it. It's not for everybody. But it is greatness to all the fans. I love it. It's one of my favorite series of all time. Uh, like I said, I have both of them. And I now have Gungrave Gore, which I'm going to buy again on my PS5. I, I can't wait. So, it's awesome. I can't wait to play through it when I get a chance. So many games, so little time. So, that's crazy. Um... All right, let me go to my next one. But yeah, go check out Gungrave Gore. Go check it out. Really, really great. Especially if you're a fan of the, the anime series or the games. Just go play it. It's really great. Or if you've seen both like me, great, great stuff. Um, all right, and then like I'm down to almost my last. This is my next to last one. Okay, guys, 
The Sony and Microsoft argument for Call of Duty is getting ridiculous. No, seriously, it's it's time to stop. Like they're both like two gang warring gang members just out in the street just shooting, and everybody's catching a stray bullet. So in the latest saga of the act the the Activision Blizzard acquisition by Microsoft and Sony being haters on it, now both sides are saying some really outlandish things. Like for example. Sony is like, no, Microsoft wants us to be like Nintendo. They want us to be the docile competitor, which is bullshit, first off. Nintendo is making money out here, and they're surpassing both companies right now because the Switch is selling like game fire. Say what you will, say what you want about Nintendo, but trust me, when they drop a Pokemon, a Mario, Legend of Zelda, now a Fire Emblem, pretty soon it's about to be Shin Megami Tensei's, and like uh, fucking, what was the game I was just talking about? Xenoblade Chronicles, like, it's a system seller slash bangers. They got bangers. They have consistent hits. Stop talking about Nintendo. Put some respect on their name. But anyway, they're saying all kinds of crazy stuff. So that's what Sony said. And then on the other crazy side that Microsoft said, which, again, Microsoft is still just kind of like the, okay, we're kind of like, you know, they're being bullied on this one, in my opinion. Again, I don't feel sorry for either company because either one would do the same thing if the shoe's on the other foot. But I just hate how Sony's kind of being a hater. But Microsoft also came out and said in the comment, well, you know, Call of Duty is not that great of a game anyway. I mean, you know, it's it's really doing it a favor, and it's not really selling that well. And nobody really needs it. Okay. So that's kind of kind of bullshit. And not bullshit in, to- in terms of, like, I know Microsoft is saying, don't get me wrong, I don't know Microsoft doesn't believe this. Microsoft is just saying that to get the deal pushed through. And they're also saying that because Sony has been countering, saying, hey, whoever controls Call of Duty controls the destiny of who people's going to pick in terms of picking a system over system, which is dumb. They're all still stuck in the console wars. But in actuality, Call of Duty, as much as I like get on it and be like, oh, my God, Call of Duty heads and how much the audience or the fans have ruined Call of Duty for me uh, just because I had to deal with them for so long. Call of Duty is still a big testament to big selling games. And it's still like one of the best sellers of all time. Even their flops still sell way more than a lot of other games ever will in the gaming industry. Uh, So you have to give them respect in that regards. Even I have to respect that. And again, like I said, there's a lot of times where I don't like Call of Duty. And you you guys know how I feel about Call of Duty. It's just like, man, Call of Duty bros, I don't really care. I mean, I get into it sometimes, but I'm not just like, oh my God, Call of Duty. But anyway, to to not treat it with a certain gravitas or to not give it its respect that it's earned over the years, like, it's just crazy. Even I'm like, yo, yeah, as much as I hate on it, it still sells consistently. Just like how as much as people hate on Pokemon, it still sells consistently. Um, So that's crazy for Microsoft to say. Again, I know they said that just to kind of throw jabs and, like, to keep the thing going. But this argument is getting out of hand. It's affecting the game industry really bad because Activision Blizzard is kind of in a standstill. They don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. And then on top of that, Sony's not going to do anything for real for like that's why you didn't see any conferences or anything because they don't want to like help the case of like oh see they don't need Call of Duty and then everybody just gives it to Microsoft anyway. Honestly and truly, if you really want to know. I think at the end of the day, just have Microsoft sign some kind of 10-year lease where, like, it's, okay, cool, we, we have it for 10 years, but we promise to not put it on 
you know, are not making exclusive. Make sure it's out on every system. We just the only thing we we're guaranteed is that we're guaranteed to have it on Game Pass day one. Just do that because honestly, that's what's going to happen anyway. Because here's the problem: if they don't settle in and let this deal happen, and then here's the problem: if they go in and check the deal, no, they don't want it to happen. Number one, Activision. Activision, they want Microsoft to get them because they're going to go bankrupt without. They're going to fail. If they don't have Microsoft there, a lot of people are going to continue the lawsuits with uh, Activision Blizzard. A lot of the investors are going to go back and forth with each other. And a lot of investors are also going to pull out uh, because, you know, with Kodak being the CEO, it's rubbing a lot of investors the wrong way. And at the same time, some investors don't care. But if they don't make this deal go through, one thing that I'm afraid of it happening, and it's a possibility, very real possibility, is that Activision Blizzard may become one of those companies that's quote-unquote too big to fail, which means that it's going to get some kind of bailout because it's, oh, it's proven to have Call of Duty and it's it's this important. And it's kind of unfair because they put themselves in a bullshit position with all the wrongdoing they did and all the stupid moves they've done, especially from screwing over Destiny and Bungie with like the different transactions and trying to make people pay for everything. The the rock band and Guitar Hero incidents to where they, again, try to make people pay for everything. And then the sexual harassment and the allegations, that's their fault. They should totally own up to that. They should pay out everything. If they go bankrupt, they go bankrupt. Now, granted, I know some of you are like, but Rockman, 3K3, like, that's going to be the end of Call of Duty. No, I promise you it won't because that then that's the next thing that will happen is that if Activision does go bankrupt, they're just going to have a big yard sale out the back, which means Call of Duty is going to go to the highest bidder, which is probably going to be Microsoft, um, if Microsoft's not really concerned. because they're big, And that's the other thing that's crazy, guys. Their big concern is not even Call of Duty. They don't even care about it. They want the king. They want the king development company that comes underneath Activision Blizzard so they can get into mobile gaming and start getting that money that's all in, uh, gosh, what is it? Uh, not Bejeweled, because I think it's EA, but all the little, like, Candy Crush shit. All, that's all they want, and King is under Activision Blizzard. Just like Diablo, which they made oh, stupid money on that, even though that whole Diablo, was it Immortal, was a sham. It was just a pay-to-win. But they want that to enter that mobile market to get some of that mobile capital. So that's their whole thing. They don't even really care about the Call of Duty series. That's just a byproduct. But that was the way for Sony to stop them because Sony was so worried that they would put Call of Duty on Game Pass, ergo making Xbox Series X just the best thing to go with if you wanted to play Call of Duty. I mean, granted, honestly and truly, I don't think Phil Spencer wants to do that. Phil Spencer probably wants to have it on all the gaming consoles because, I mean, look at Minecraft and look at a few other things. But at the same time, also, to the flip side of that, he did take Bethesda and say, okay, cool, uh, Ghostwire was uh, you know, promised a PS5 after that. Okay, Starfield and the new Elder Scrolls are exclusive to Xbox only. So... I understand the worry there. Um, is that something that we need to be worried about? Um, not really. Again, because Call of Duty is so big. To me, Call of Duty is a lot like Destiny. They make more money having it on all systems rather than just having it on one system. 
because you have it on one system. That's just that's like one eighth of the money that it could make. You'd be shooting yourself in the foot, basically. Because I mean, on top of that, even Call of Duty Warzone, the money they make from that, and the Call of Duty Mobile, the money they make from that, it's just no way they're gonna say, okay, exclusive to like the, the Microsoft consoles. It just wouldn't behoove them to do that. The only thing that would behoove them to do is just to sell a little bit more Game Pass, but honestly, that's not enough to keep those people because those people are one track mind. That's some people only buy Call of Duty when they play video games, so that's a once a year purchase. So, why do that when you can have it, you know, almost year round? All the systems you collect some money because the same thing Sony's doing with Bungie and Destiny 2. It's free to play now, and Destiny 2 makes a lot more money free to play than it ever did when it was on the consoles and doing the, the whole thing. Um, but basically. I really want this to come to some kind of conclusion. I want Sony to stop kind of using these devious tactics. And I'm not saying like, oh, like they have to be noble. It's business. It is what it is. There's no ethics in business, honestly. As much as they say business ethics, that's that's a that's a lie. That's a whole just okay, cool. Um it just needs to end though, because it's 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 taking way too many prisoners and it's not gonna end well. And I mean it, at the end of the day, that's what's going to happen anyway. Is that it's going to go on Game Pass? Let it. I mean, Game Pass has some great games, but even the Xbox is still in a drought. PlayStation 5 is okay, they have God of War right now, they're putting out one or two games every now and then, but really, both systems are in a drought, so they need something to stimulate the audience, stimulate the flow. And I mean, you know, we can't wait, you know, soon enough for like Starfield to come out, which that's gonna be the next big hit. So, you know, it is what it is. Just go ahead and let it happen. That's what I say. Sony has so many other things they can drop on. Socom, Killzone, Destiny, if they want to. They can even get Bungie to go in and make another game for them if they so please. But, like, this whole thing just needs to just hurry up and conclude. Uh, but, yeah, that's my thoughts on that one. Um, last thing, too. I want to commend the indie community because uh, a lot of great indie games have come out. And I've been enjoying a lot lately. Uh, check out Gunfire Reborn. That one's really good. Uh, my buddy told me about that, and I've been playing that a little bit. I liked it. Uh, Sig- was it Signalist? Uh, Signalist is really good. It has that weird, like, Resident Evil feel to it. I really enjoyed the little bit that I played of it. Um, about to dive into, uh, I think it's called Ghost Trick, which that's pretty much a... Um, diablo-esque type game it's it's in game preview right now but if you have game pass it's on game pass right now you gotta check it out um just just really really awesome um i hadn't sat down to play it yet but i've heard good things about it so i definitely downloaded it i can't wait to play it um and then on top of that van heim if you guys haven't played van heim yet on uh i think it's on game pass on pc that's another great just indie game. It's also on PS5. I saw that's on there. Um, and it's also, I think, on Xbox One. Uh, just really fun, guys. Really, really fun. Uh, so check out all those great indie games. They got more coming out. Cult of Lamb is doing really well. Which I knew, like, because it's from my, my, my guys over at, uh, uh, was it Revolver? Di- yeah, Devolver Digital. They're so cool. I love them. Um yeah, just good stuff. A lot of great indie games coming out. I'm trying to hurry up and make my game so I can join all this, like, renaissance of indie that's happening because it's amazing, man. It's just amazing what people are coming up with, what's really sticking out there. Um, 
So, yeah, check out some good indie games if you are so inclined. But a lot of good ones have come out. And uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. All right. So, this next part, uh, I wanted to end with something very great and near and dear to all of us uh, as nerds in the nerd culture. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but, you know, uh, recently Jason David Frank, which you know him as Tommy Oliver uh, from the Power Rangers, he passed away. Um, very tragic stuff. Very tragic death. Um, he was a wonderful person. There'll never be another Power Ranger like him. He is the best Power Ranger, hands down. I mean, even the other Power Rangers say that. Uh, but he was just a wonderful person, and he just did so much for so many people. So I got together with my buddies over at the Anime the Anime Triad Podcast. And um, we all sat down. We talked about our favorite moments with Jason David Frake, a.k.a. Tommy Oliver, and him as the green the red, the white ranger, pretty much every ranger almost known to me because that's how awesome he was. Uh, in any case, I want you guys to check that out. That's coming up. Uh, before that comes up, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here and tell you guys I love you guys so much. Um, thank you so much for watching and listening to the Nerd Plate. We really enjoy you guys. Uh, like I said, Crystal, hopefully be back next week. Uh, you know, he's just out here doing great things, and I'm proud of him probably what we've been doing so far thank you so much for rocking with us for so long and this is uh we, we got i think we got one more episode to go before we hit the golden plates and after that you know we take our little hiatus so we can relax and recharge the batteries i know i'll be happy for that um and i just want to tell you guys thank you from the bottom of my heart man we we come on and some days you know some days are hard you know like i i'm tired stressed out some days but when i turn on this computer and I turn on StreamYard, we just, we go, you know what I'm saying? And I, I, I love it because you guys are constantly giving us feedback. You're commenting, you're talking to us. And I really appreciate it, especially how we're blowing up on TikTok, how we're blowing up in the comments sometimes. Just thank you so much. I just, again, want to really thank all our listeners and viewers. And we really appreciate you guys. And we're just going to keep coming up with new stuff. We got a lot of new things in the works that we're working on and again just you know thank you because it, this is the favorite part of my day you know what i'm saying and it and it's a lot of days where i just i don't feel like getting out of bed you know i don't like i i put on a strong face but like there's days where i'm just tremendously sad but when i come in here in the studio and i work with chris aka bucket hat shouty aka lock saying aka Leroy ketchup aka Leroy the sage it's a wonderful thing because I just I have so much fun doing it and I love doing it for you guys. You know, we don't get paid for this. We trying to get to a point where, you know, it could be a little bit famous and we might get some money out of it. But for the most part, we do it out of love for the nerd culture and love for you guys. So I really appreciate you guys. Enjoy this next segment. I'm Rockman 3K3 saying next time it's the nerd plate. I'm out. What's going on, everybody? It's Rockman 3K3, and I'm here with the great Anime oh, Triad. Yes, yeah, that was you. That was you. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yes, we are the Anime Triad, Wagwan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, point, he pointed. I wasn't ready. Yeah, no. Uh, but no, like, it's, it's great, man. We finally linked up. We're going to talk about some things today. It's going to be great. I can't wait for everybody 
to like just get into it. It's gonna be great. Uh, if you guys want to just go around, introduce yourselves so the fans know who you are. Go ahead. It's your boy Big Mike Wagwan. <laughs> it's Ben. And it's Sean. And we are the anime triad. That's right. You know, I have a question. Uh, before we start, do you guys form together like Voltron, or is it more like psh, you kind of morph and then come together? It's more like, like the, the Triforce. Ooh. It's like a teamwork sort of thing. Like we 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 got power, wisdom, and knowledge, and we kind of trade off on who is what sometimes, you know. Like <laughs> we're not always the same one. But it's okay. a tra- it's Trey of Triforia, you know, it's nice it's old Zeo Ranger, different personality. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. so there you go. All right. Great, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, well, let's get into it. Uh, you guys are in for a treat. Stay tuned. All right, so today's episode. We decided to do our collaboration here with uh, Rockman 3K3 and the Nerd Plate Podcast. And we're going to talk a little bit about the the recent passing of Jason David Frank. And I know we're the anime triad, but I don't know of any show outside of anime that had as large of an impact on our lives as Power Rangers did. Not to mention the character Tommy Oliver, who was played by the now late jason david frank so um rockman is going to start us off with our little round table discussion oh man thank you thank you so much ben um man when you talk about power rangers or you know the sente series if you're into where they started out in japan um dude no one you won't find any other power rangers aside from just the original power rangers themselves and he still qualifies for that because he was the green ranger uh you will not find another power rangers more influential and awesome as jason david frank's characters tommy uh who has been a long-standing uh power ranger throughout the entire like span of the power ranger series um plural on that and I mean, he was just so influential. Like you had a guy who first started off as like, oh, he was the Rita Repulsa Power Ranger. He wasn't real, and he was just evil. To like, yo, this is the he was the the vanguard for the whole series. Even Jason David Frank himself, even when he first got that role, like this dude was the babyface of Power Rangers, and he was like that for a while. I mean, all the way up to 2018 till his final. Like, all right, cool. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna step away from y'all. I've been doing it. He he's the only Power Ranger to retire, and I mean, my man's just kept a very clean face and just a very. I mean, as clean as you can. But he still did MMA out here. He founded his own like martial arts. Like he was out here, and so it's so sad when I heard the news because he was just so influential. Like, and I and I gotta speak on uh, Leroy, aka Chris, aka Cuz, behalf because he's not here. But I want to share the memory that I had. I, I knew he was going to be work in business when I first saw this kid. But that entire week special of the Green Ranger, and he was the first person to jump in the Megazord, beat the crap out of everybody, throw him out of the Megazord, and jump out and still continue to beat the crap out. He came to the work for a whole week. And he was even like when they weren't Power Rangers, when he was just like a normal teenager walking around, he was still just like, yeah, whatever, Jason. And just like knocked him out of the way. You know what I'm saying? So... Uh, his 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 Power Ranger persona and like his character was just so influential. And even outside of that, his work was so influential. Uh, I just have great memories of him on both sides because even at cons, even when he's out talking to people, 
I mean, this dude could be tired, like, okay, get out of my face. But he, he wasn't even like that. He was just like, oh, hey, thanks for coming. You know, I appreciate you guys. And he was just a really nice dude. So um, it, it hurt me the most, man, because I have so many great memories of him growing up. But those were just some of the things I was just like, yo, that, that's what I gravitated towards. Because, I mean, even when they made that serious, like, glow up of Power Rangers by the guy who would come to do, I think, Castlevania later, um, you know, he was just like, I like it, but I'm a little hurt because, you know, it's supposed to be meant for kids, blah, blah, blah. But he still didn't make any negative, like, comments towards it. He was just like, this is just not the way you want to go. Um, so, I, I mean, I always commend that dude. It's it's a very tragic tale, but he was an awesome person, an awesome Power Ranger. I mean, <laughs> when when you're in the Power Ranger history and, like, later on in the series, they're like, oh, man, I remember him. That's Tommy Oliver. That dude's the greatest ever. Like, that just shows. And, I mean, even... And some of the Sintes, they reference him. And that's a big deal because most of the Sintes are predated way before the very first Power Ranger uh, episode. So when you talk about his influence in both, you know, the anime world and the Power Ranger world, I mean, even some animes are influenced by the Power Rangers. Like the one that's going on now that's, I forgot the name of it, but it's the one where the, the lead of the quote-unquote Sinte is dating the villain. That's really cool. I love that show. I forgot the name of it. Forgive me. Uh, but even that is influenced by Power Rangers. So just, again, man, thank you to Tommy Oliver, a.k.a. Jason David Frank, man, because he just did so much, so much. Yeah, man. That's all I got. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, you good, man. That's dope. Yeah, Yeah, I'll I'll go next. That's fine. Um, Jason David Frank was the first hero for so many young kids and i remember when power rangers first came on the air and we had the original five right and jason's the leader the original red ranger you know that's captain america in a sense right and the green ranger comes on the scene and we see this just like Oh, it's the first time we saw an evil ranger. And Jason David Frank, his, his the way he like his acting is 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 a lot better than people want to. It's not just Power Rangers. Like his acting was pretty good. Cause like he's this young kid who has to portray himself as a regular kid, but in fact, he knows who the Power Rangers are, and they eventually find out it's him. And there's the whole thing with the Green Ranger. Tell me another show in which another person comes in and overthrows the loved leader in a show to become the new leader after being a villain. I can't think of one. The Tommy Oliver is the greatest ranger of all time. And I don't think there's any discussion. Facts. <laughs> no. Like that's... there has been so many series of Power Rangers now. Um, and it, it, and they're all super uh, personal favorite, Super Mega Force. Really, it's just so the, so many homages to the old one. It's just fantastic. But uh, Jason David Frank, he played a Power Ranger in five different series. Yep. Amazing. But I will say, that I think the, the most memorable and impactful moment for me is always going to be when the White Ranger floated down 
in the command center. Yes, sir. Uh, And and I'm like, and I'm a kid. I'm like, I what is this? What? What? Where? What are you doing? We're getting a what? And then he takes his helmet off, and it's not. And the message is, it's not just about like his worth and power. It's about his redemption. That redemption story is something that doesn't get done very often, which is another reason why Vegeta is a is my favorite character in Dragon Ball. Yeah, because of that redemption. Mm-hmm. And um, so Jason David Frank um, always has a special place in all of our hearts. And I think what's also crazy is some of us who didn't keep up with Power Rangers as it went on. When we heard the news, it started bringing back those feelings again mm-hmm. of of the nostalgia of Power Rangers and what it meant to us. And that's the true impact is not the, oh, I stayed with Power Rangers so long. It's that this guy was able to remind people of their childhood and what it meant to them. And I, uh, you know, it, it's sad and I, I, I still can't believe, you know, it's it's still hard to process sometimes. I, I'm not a big celebrity, like celebrities passing person, but this hit me hard. Like, I, but anyway, he's the goat. He's the goat. And I will forever be thankful for uh, the character Tommy Oliver and the time spent if you could call it spent with Jason David Frank here. So. Uh, Sean, why don't you go next? Yeah. So <clears throat> Dr. Tommy Oliver, because we have to remember he is a doctor. He watched <laughs> Dino Thunder. Yep. Oh, that's so right. Dr. Tommy Oliver, man. Um, Power Rangers was the first show I ever remember watching ever in my the, one of the first memories I ever remember was watching Power Rangers and that five part episode green with evil man insane um that was and intense times say that again that was some intense times I remember yeah. that mm-hmm. yeah um you know they made a DVD just of those five episodes. Yes, and it's yep. got a special. Ca- I have day. it right over there. Yep. Like, yep. Yeah. So, so good. The 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 Zoo Ranger Sentai, Burai, who is the Green Ranger in in Zoo Ranger, brother of Geki, who is the Red Ranger. He actually in the show dies. All right, um, and so. Power Rangers didn't have a lot of footage to use with him. And that's why they had the whole green candle arc and he loses his powers and they bring him back for a little bit, but he was not supposed to last not only because they didn't have enough Sentai footage to use, but Jason David Frank was also supposed to be the main, um, the main, the leader for the new VR troopers show that was coming out. Mm-hmm. That was the original plan. I think they even shot footage with him. And they were like, you know what? This like VR Troopers is cool, but he needs to be in Power Rangers. There was a lot of um, 
behind the scenes thoughts. They thought there was a character named like Ricky uh, that I think Trini had like a crush on or something. And he was supposed to be the white Ranger and all this other stuff. But no, they brought Jason back. Jason was not supposed to be um, uh, Jason David Frank. I mean, uh, was not supposed to be casted and Tommy was not supposed to be the white Ranger. And they were like, they, they pivoted and they were like, no, he's, he's got to come back. He is a fan favorite. He had that much impact on, mm-hmm. um, on the fandom. Right. I mean, power Rangers was huge already. You know, they had that whole pile up on, um, in LA when they were doing the, uh, I think it was like universal studios yes. thing. Man. They went from like one showing to like five because of how popular it was. And this was before Tommy, uh, Oliver was was uh, introduced so insane um, spanning across many seasons uh, aside from actually I think he was the longest reigning in the original series so got the first three seasons of Mighty Morphin Zio a little bit of Turbo comes back in the forever red 10 year anniversary and they even Favorite acknowledge episode. it they even acknowledge it at the end Cole says, man, he really is the greatest ranger. And of course, everyone starts busting his chops. He's like, no, I'm the best ranger. He was all kissing on Kimberly and all that stuff. But like they acknowledge (laughs) that he is the best ranger, right? And even when he had other competition, Jason being the first. And Jason, um, Austin St. John, he's actually my personal favorite ranger. Um, But that's just, I mean, that's just me. But Tommy, man, it, it's ridiculous. Andros saved the world. You know, he was the one that stopped the whole, you know, alliance of evil. But no, it's still Tommy. Um, and then he comes back even later to reprise his role as the mentor, the Zordon, so to speak, for Dino Thunder. And Black Ranger, Brachio Power, really awesome. Um, comes back in the Super Mega Force team up 20th anniversary Super Mega Force, right? He's leading the charge, leading all the other Rangers up to the new the new generation. Comes back again in the Ninja Steel 25 year anniversary mm-hmm. and introduces the coolest thing ever, the Master Morpher. Yeah. And he's fighting this black crazy. ranger, <laughs> this black ranger, like android type thing. And he's like, Oh, you can't beat me. I have the black ranger power. You're not going to be as good as me. And he's like, Well, you don't have the real master morpher. And he just like goes through every single iteration of his um power ranger powers. And it's like, all right, I mean, you can't you can't deny. Guy had a cameo <laughs> on the, the 2017. Power Ranger movie, whatever your yep. thoughts of that movie were, you know, he was one of the few that had the uh, a cameo in it. Um, and one of the few Rangers that was brought out outside of Power Rangers, like how many other actors, how many other characters were used in other media that was not Power Rangers as a Power Ranger? For example, Bat in the Sun, they had those versus videos, right? I think it was like Ryu versus the White Ranger, and it's actually Tommy Jason David Frank playing. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was, um, no, I think it was Ryu versus the Green Ranger, and those Scorpion versus the White Ranger. Mm-hmm. And it was actually Jason David Frank in those videos. And yeah. then now he's he was doing this whole thing, Legend of the White Dragon. You talked about he retired from being Tommy 
for the Power Rangers. Now mm-hmm. he's do, he was doing his own thing. So, I mean, it's just you don't get a bigger Ranger than him. And you can just tell a lot of times when somebody passes away a celebrity, you get the gen- – not generic, but you get the standardized, you know, it's really hurting, you know, best wishes – um, rest in peace, but you can tell the people that were close to him, not necessarily family, but the other actors in the Power Ranger universe that were with him, some of their some of their condolences and messages and videos that they uploaded were just on another level. It mm-hmm. was just it was it was like their own little um memoriam to him, right? Their own celebration. Like Amy Joe Johnson posted a video, I think, on it was Twitter or Instagram, and she's just yeah. like bawling. Like mm-hmm. she can't even make out two two words without just completely breaking down. And obviously, it's 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 harsh and it hurts everybody. But you don't get that a lot. Um, and this year, man, there's just so many people that have that have gone this year. I mean, it's it's crazy. You know, it, it, this one definitely hurt for sure. Like I was. I was watching, um, for anybody you know who Geekdom 101 is, I was watching one of his yeah. reviews. Mm-hmm. And he started one of his wrestling reviews with, I just got a phone call saying that Jason David Frank may have just passed away. Nothing confirmed, though. This was at like 3 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And this is right before I went to bed. And I was like, shit, like, is this real? There was nothing out there. And then Sunday at like noon, 1 o'clock, that's when things are starting to come out. So... It's intense, man. Like, there's only one other person as a celebrity, and kind of what Ben was saying. Like, there's not one of those people that's like, oh my gosh, the celebrity passes, and like you just really kind of break down for a minute. But uh, the only other person that this really affected me was Paul Walker. I was a big mm-hmm. Fast and Furious fan, and there was just something about his passing that was just that it was just hit me in a different way. And I'll tell you, man, like I'm I'm not the most emotional person in the world, but there was a couple times, man, especially watching some of these videos and stuff like that of people paying tribute. Like it, it definitely, it hit me in a couple, a couple places for sure. Um, all I can say is Jason, David, Frank, you were somebody that fans adored. It was obvious that you adored your fans as well. And we just, we really wish you the best. Um, we, we hope that you're resting easy with, with everything you were going through or could have been going through. Um, I know his brother, you know, passed away a couple of years ago too, his real life brother who also played his brother in, in Power Rangers Zio. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it's sad. I mean, if anyone needs help or anything, like you got to reach out, talk to somebody, um, you know, especially with the pandemic and whatnot, where people felt isolated, like we got to reach out more. So for me, it was, there's not much more to say about it. I mean, I think everyone feels the same way, but it was definitely, it was definitely a a punch to the gut for sure. Um, And I've been watching a ton of Power Rangers since like this week, like I've been watching nothing but clips of Power Rangers with him in it. It's kind of reignited some of my passion and whatnot, but I saw him at a couple Ranger stops um, in Atlanta and Orlando. Um, never got to meet him personally, but man, we're just uh, our thoughts are with his family for sure. So, Mike, yeah, man, um, you know I think there is something to be said for why 
he stuck around for as long as he did. It's more than just you don't stick around that long just because you're a good actor or just because like, oh, the writing for your character was really good. There has to be something about you as a person that makes directors want to keep casting you. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be doing something special to say, we're going to bring you back. This person is doing something special. And the more you keep hearing about it, the more I've been seeing of, of how people really felt about this, the, the clearer that's become that he really meant a lot to a lot of people and that, that he was just a great dude. And he was really enthusiastic about what he did. Like he, he was more than just, somebody who did this he was an advocate for it like he really believed in power rangers he was like this show has a purpose you know and i i believe in that purpose and i i love it and even when retiring from it he's not like you know man i'm tired of this power rangers stuff like i'm trying to go be my like nah he knows where he came from mm-hmm. you know and even the stuff he's doing new is still in a way related and and is paying homage to it in one way or another like you know, he's not just like riding his fame. He's like, he loves what he does. And we, the fans loved him. You know, it's, it's one of the saddest things ever to hear that he's gone. Like I remember being a kid, you know, back when you used to play pretend with your friends, you ain't need no games. You ain't need no toys. You just needed your imagination. We're going to play pretend. I'm going to be Tommy. Ain't no, ain't even no question. I'm Tommy. And you know what's funny is I, I remember there were two girls um, in the neighborhood who were like, they both wanted to be the Pink Ranger because, you know, it's pink. It's their favorite color. Mm-hmm. And I think at the time in the show, like there was Kimberly, but Kat was also there. Mm-hmm. And, and so I remember coming up to them and was like, wait, there's two Pink Rangers. And they're like, what? I was like, <laughs> yeah, you could be Kimberly and you could be Kat. And they were like, okay. And then we go play Power Rangers. But like there was never a question. I was Tommy, you know, like I, it was, it was just like such a cool character, such a cool dude. And he did such a good job of portraying this. Like Ben was talking about this redemption arc, you know, Mm -hmm. he starts out as like Rita's henchman and basically just says, you know what? Nah, like, (laughs) Hey, I'm sorry. I I beat the crap out of y'all. Can you forgive me? (laughs) And boy, did he beat the crap out of him. Yeah, I mean. like, like that's the thing. Is he took down all five Rangers by himself. Yeah, I mean, dude was no joke. <laughs> Gave them the work for a whole week, sir. A whole... They're just like, what, what are we doing to stop him? He, I don't know what to do. He has his own Megazord? What do we do? Yeah, yeah. like, it's like, all right, guys. Can't nobody stop the Zord. Oh, I got a Zord, too. What? What do you mean you have... He had, like, a, a whole dagger clarinet trumpet that sounded like a flute no you play it like a flute it sound like a trumpet but look like a clarinet but it's a sword i don't even know but you play it through your mask too (laughs) that's right that's the thing i really want to know how he blew the air through his mask the guy was a genius (laughs) so you know jason david frank we love you we miss you um you know rest easy brother that's uh that's all I got to say, man. It's it's it hurts, but you know, it just it, it, like Sean was saying. If you know, it really brings to light me- mental health. Just needs to be paid more attention to. 
Like it's 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 not something to be made light of. It's it's serious stuff. And you know, if you uh if you need help, you reach out because like dude dude had no shortage of people who loved him. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh sometimes there's more to it than that. And so, you know, sometimes keep an eye out. That. That's all you can do. 